Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to RNGPC. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. If this is your first time to RNGPC, again, welcome, and thank you for choosing us for your listening pleasure. Let me tell you a little bit about what you have gotten yourself into. We are a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, unlike any other D&D podcast. There's no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and the role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. What up? How did you start that off so professionally like it was like an airline service, and then you ended it with, what up? Like you that. Know. Like it started out like so, like, ooh, look at us. We're nice and professional and all of this. And then you get to like 1999's scary movie, what's up? What's up? You know, you got to keep the listeners on their toes, man. Well, I mean, only if they're running. I mean, if they're like listening to us while they're at work or sitting down. What if it's a light jog? Are you still on your toes? I mean, you're doing a little yeah. heel to toe. No, you don't want to. That's not jogging. That's speed walking. It's different. <laughs> oh, I run wrong, man. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. You should not be running on your heels. Damn. Explains why your knees are so bad. Jeez. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wanted to ask you a question this week. Sure. This is organic. I want to. I want to hear the ways that you have tilted a DM before. So I'm just going to completely break the fourth wall. This was originally the topic I wanted to bring in, and I was going to bring it up because of a story oh. I had. I read oh. it on a fucking, I follow, I don't know, Instagram things that are like different DM campaigns. And there was a funny one where it was essentially um, a DM was describing a town's guardman to the group he was playing. And they're like, oh, he's a dragonborn. And they're like, oh, what kind of dragonborn? Like, what color scales and all this? And he's like, oh, he's a copper dragon. So I was like, wait, this town guardsman's a cop? He's a copper copper dragon? Like, And so it just <laughs> derailed. The, yeah, and I was like, oh, that's funny. And yes, I can relate to that because my constant state of being within any D&D group is trying to make puns and just derail the campaign. So that is that was, that was, that was the story I had. Oh, great story. I mean, yeah. We've done that before, too. Nathan and I will tag team just different references from one line that our DM gives us. Like, we've gone on whole Rihanna like th- song references where we've just... Yeah, and I'm, my character's not even a bard. I'm just doing that to metagame and piss the DM off. Yeah. It would actually make sense for your character to start singing a random song. Yeah. But I just got to play off of it because well, I love when he's like, all right, all right. <laughs> Some of my favorites, like, the character I currently play is not that intelligent. And so, um, I... My, the the hardest part is when I'm trying to make a joke that I, as the player, knows is a joke, but I'm trying to play that the character is completely no idea what's going on. Yeah, just toned up to the whole thing. Just, yeah. But then there's sometimes you just got to break into song and just make references to things. Like, I think it was what it was, we were having, like, we were eating something in the morning or whatever, and, like, it was just a, a string of Rihanna references, and I was like, man, I'm upset there's no cake, 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 cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we also sang Umbrella in that moment. Yep. Um, yeah, it was it was funny. Um, so I, I've got another question, though, related to this. Okay. Um, just from, so there, there's our tier of making fun of making fun of our DM or, like, derailing things a little bit and just to, just to have a mess around and have a good time. But on the pinnacle of, like, you know, D&D campaigns, which would be, like, cr- the critical roles or the adventure zones or whatever the hell it's called, um... Does, do do they ever go on like tangents of like just inner jokes amongst the players that were the DM like mad or whoever has to ring them in a little bit? Well, before I answer your question, I will just reinstate or re 
Let's not reinstate. Re- reiterate. Reiterate. Thank you. I like that you know the words. This is why we're friends, because you know the words <laughs> I'm trying to say, but I'm too dumb to remember. Um, just watch the things. Oh, sorry. Just watch the things. Just just watch them already. Just watch Critical There's too much. Just too much. Oh. But to answer your question, yeah. No, Sam is, is really good at that, especially in the first campaign with his... He plays uh, a gnome bard in the first campaign that is just... I mean, even when he casts spells and stuff, he constantly will go like he'll take a, a, a pop culture song and change it to be about yeah. what they're doing um as well as i mean but has it has it ever gotten to the point where matt's the step in like all right guys not not that bad but he face palms a lot there's like a like there's a whole website <laughs> that counts the stats that's called crit roll stats that literally keeps just updating all the things and one of the stats they have is how many times matt has face palmed and gotcha. so, that's good. That's, that's a win in my book. Yeah, that's probably the closest you're going to get. Because I mean, they, they're they're professional and they understand that. Like, they'll, they'll go on tangents, but none none. I, I can't at least think of any. I'm sure there's someone out there that's listening right now. It's like, no, the one time they did this and they went crazy all the way off of it. But but yeah, no, everyone <laughs> does it. That's the whole point of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It's just to upset. Yeah, it's just to have fun. Yeah, have fun and, um, and whether it's fun in character, fun out of character, and annoy the DM. Yeah, like you just said. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, all right, enough about talking about uh, shit that's already successful and has a following. Let's try to make our shit successful and get a following. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that beautiful segue uh, is into your character this week, correct? Because you're, you're, you're bringing something to the table? Yes, my character is my turn this week. I did some choosing for our Tier 1, our predetermined characteristics. Um, and I am excited about it because it can go either uh, really dark and heavy or it can be uh, wholesome and lighthearted with uh, dark undertones. So it's going to be dope. You ready? You want to see what you want to know? I was like, it sounds like you're describing like a Renaissance painting. I didn't know. Yeah. Yes, I am. Are yes. you on the edge of your seat? I, I mean, I'm not because I like to try and stay in the middle of it with good posture, <laughs> but I'm excited. <laughs> so. This is my drum roll. It's really bad. Just literally, you can just. No, that's loud. Don't do that. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> we have an editor. They can... No. I don't know. Yeah. So, background. That's where I'm going to start. I found a background on the D&D wiki that I enjoy a lot, and it is the executioner background. Ooh. Wait, how, Ooh. how can this be wholesome? Because some of these personality traits, ideals, and flaws and stuff are like... It's like taking the trauma of murdering people and making a joke about it to cope. <laughs> that's not wholesome it's got a funny it's got um, wholesome maybe was the wrong word but it's lighthearted in your in your darkness you know <laughs> all right just keep going just to give you an idea i'll tell you a little bit about the executioner background you have been tasked with the duty of carrying out death sentences and corporal punishments surprise you <laughs> you may have worked closely with real sickos like sadistic wardens and torturers but you yourself are just at the end of a long journey through a hell of justice. So that's kind of what it is. Um, you get a skill proficiencies in one of th- oh, two of three options, which would be athletics, intimidation, or investigation. Um, and yeah, so that's, you have an equipment set up and blah, blah, blah. Um, I, the think, one, what? I think it's funny that one of them is potentially investigation. What is he investigating? If you're an acu- executioner, yeah. what is your... The other two I get. Yeah, intimidating. Yeah, athletics. Okay, sure. But like... Huh. Like it, How it, clean was that cut? No. There's a little loose skin here around the collarbone. It reminds me of Departed. Have you ever seen Departed? Yeah, it's when Jack they Nicholson, felt funny. Yes, exactly. That that, that <laughs> line of Jack Nicholson. He investigates the fact that, hmm, when I shot her in the back of the head, she fell in a weird direction. 
Did you watch this is a sidebar, but did you watch that video I sent you? I did. It was really good. It's hilarious. <laughs> Cuz that's a really evil thing to say. <laughs> Should we Okay, we're yeah, we're not going to we're not going to talk about what that is to anybody. That's it's between us. That's a nice little moment yep. that we have. Yep. Sorry. So the, <laughs> the the one thing about executioner that is unique is that it has a special feature um which includes a word that I am not entirely confident on how to say. Oh, this is fun. So it is Sharfrichter's Stare. Whatever the hell that means, I'll tell you. Both commoners and criminals are afraid of your reputation. Neither will report you if you overstep the legal lines just a little bit. For example, not paying for your food or bruising a captive. No one's going to care because everyone's slightly afraid of you. It's an interesting feature that um, this this uh, executioner background has. Sharfrichter's. I think it's Sharfrichter's. What's that mean? Is that like a... a, a... Sharfrichter. Psychological person from back in the day. It might just be a completely made up thing. I don't. I don't know if that. I mean, one. I am not the most learned. What's your intelligence? <laughs> it's Is like it an, eleven. It's a, probably an eleven. That's fine. I'm not mad about that. Uh, oh no, Chef Richter is a German. Ex, the term. The German term for executioner. Ah, see, I knew it was something. You don't just make up words like that. I make up words like that all the time, dude. Even though all words are made up. Like we've discussed before. Deep. Okay. So All right, let's move on. Interesting stare. Good to know. Let's I think this time too for our background, let's remember try and think how potentially their proficiencies might play into it, right? With athletics, okay. intimidation, and investigation. But yeah. Okay, keep going. Okay. Keep going. So I brought a race this week as well. And I chose an exotic race. I I branched out from the typical um you know, races of D and D. Oh, you mean you didn't go with a half orc? Nope, no half orc this time. We we do have a handful of those, but they're sweet. I love half orcs. Um, this time though, I brought. Are you ready? Does it matter? I guess not. I brought a turtle. <laughs> Sorry, say it again. Turtle, executioner, turtle baby. It's gonna be sweet. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. So it's. Uh, do you want to explain to the people? Or do you want me to explain to the people what a turtle is in case they don't know? Uh, I'll explain to the people what a turtle is. It's a turtle person. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, you nailed it. Right on the head. Done. It's and, What and, many turtles can... Cons- what? I'm going to say... What? It's probably closer to a tortoise person. There's going to be someone out there that's like, tortoises and turtles are different. So, they're... It's a- yeah, but our intelligence is only a combined of like average of 11, so we don't care. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're fair. Go ahead. Explain more. What many turtles consider a simple life, others might call a life of adventure. They're born near sandy coastlines, but as soon as they're able to walk on two legs, they become nomad survivalists, evil, eager to explore. Um, they've got a lot of different features. I'm not going to go into them all. Um, you get a you get plus on your strength. Um, they also have natural armor. Your base AC, no matter what, is 17, which is pretty pretty good for um, you know if you're if you're min maxing the character. Yeah. Um, the things that are important to me, though, is how long they live. They reach adulthood by the age of 15 and have the life, an average lifespan of 50 years. Oh. And the other thing that's important to me is their size. They're about 5 to 6 feet tall, but they weigh like 450 pounds. Yeah, I didn't realize they didn't live that long. I guess I was just thinking of actual like turtles or tortoises. Yeah, that live for, that live yeah, that live for a super long time. Yeah. Huh. Um, so they're an adult yeah. of 15. And they're, yeah, they're, just, they're super chunky. I mean, and are like thick. Oh, yeah. Um, because, yeah. I mean, obviously. Hard to move around. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, we'll start diving into how those might connect. Um, but, all right, move on to the next thing. 
All right, so I also wanted to bring a personality trait to the table this week, which is simple enough. It is, I am incredibly slow to trust people, no pun intended. Those who seem the fairest often have the most to hide. I don't, I don't know if I believe you. I think pun was completely intended. So. No, I legit just made that connection right now as I read it out. I was like, oh, slow. That's funny. Is that, so is that a personality trait from the executioner background? It's not, no, just from a random list that I pulled up. Nice. Okay, so doesn't trust people, it's killed a lot of people, is a turtle person. Yep. Um, they also have an item that's attached to them, and this is from the background of Executioner, and I think it's super interesting in that it should be explored and tied into the background. Um, I have with me the farewell letter of an infamous criminal or a wrongly accused convict. Um, so I think it'll be fun to make a choice later on. Yeah on which one of those um, I have on me. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. So it's, so it's, it's, the, ugh, well, okay. I have questions I want to start asking about that, but let's, let's wait until we start rolling and start filling out some of the rest of this other stuff. Uh, is, okay. is that the last thing or what else? I've got one more thing. Cause obviously, as we all know, uh, names are the worst to discover no. organically. So I spend a decent amount of time ahead of time thinking it up. And this character's name is Tenlock, the one of many heads. That's his nickname. <laughs> Okay, all right, okay. And it's going to be funny, because someone's going to be like, you're Tenlock, but you only have one head. And then he can be all ominous and like, it's not about the amount of heads that I have, but the amount of heads I've removed from bodies. I mean, I think... That's going to be his catchphrase. I, I think, you, I mean, you can shorten it. Just like, just it's not about how many heads I have, it's about how many I've taken. Nope. I think it removed sounds... from bodies is scarier to sound. It puts it's, an image in your brain. I mean, it, it sounds like you're using too many words as, as the person that likes cutting copy down. <laughs> I'm gonna... Shut your face hole. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Wow. So, yes, that is a lot of, that's a juicy, juicy top tier you got there of things that we could, we could be using for this. Um, do we want to start then rolling on some of the other stuff so that we can start seeing how all those things might connect? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, the first thing I have to roll on is I couldn't think of a class that would fit together. So, you want to just start there? Sure. All right, sweet. Let me roll a d12 because there are about 12 um, classes. All right, all right. So, blah, 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 blah. I rolled a 1, which is a barbarian, which fits in well. Yep. All right, so yeah, the barbarian's super sweet because they're going to be a strong and meaty character, which this character already is because it's a walking tortle. I like saying tortle. Tortle. Am I not tortally enough for the tortle club? Yeah, basically that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, this Blastoise-looking motherfucker walking around. He does. He is, he does look a lot like uh, like a Blastoise. The one thing I will request now, though, just because like we have made a few barbarians, and I, I have no nothing against barbarians. Can we look at going into their totem though? Can we roll on their totem a little bit and see how that might help us make a, a little bit of a uh, some decisions yeah, as well? For sure. So like you're you're referring to like Path of the Beast, Path of the Berserker, or Path of the Wild Soul. Correct. Correct. So like. All right. Was that, that four? I was not. I was not counting when you were three. Three. Okay. Um, so here I'm gonna roll a d4, and if I roll a four, uh, we'll roll again. But okay. And then let's see. That's a four. Cool. Of course. That's a three. So what is that totem? Um, that would be the path of the wild soul. Okay. So what? Let me see. Path of the wild soul. Is oh geez, there's so many more. Which th- where did you pull these three from? That, um, D and D Beyond. This is under the Barbarian class. Interesting. So it's an unearthed Arcana one, which means it's 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 probably a little different. Not necessarily canon. Well, I mean, it's not that it's not canon. It's that it's 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 been 
created through different means than most of their like basic stuff has been. Um, so it says the realm of the Feywild abounds with beauty, unpredictable emotions, and rampant magic. Oh, dude, there's a wild surge. When you rage, you roll on this wild surge table and figure out what the hell happens to you. That's cool. Um, a barbarian exposed to this realm feels emotions powerful, po- powerfully, and magic uh, saturates their body. When a barbarian who follows this path rages, it yeah, it is a bellowing war- rage roar for freedom, uh, an explosion of expression manifesting in unpredictable ways. Wow. Okay. So yeah. So it's so it's it's connected to the Feywild in a in a weird, okay. in a weird way. Which are you familiar with the Feywild at all? Nope. It's essentially where fairies come from and where elves uh, like originate in. So it's it's a it's a weird like. Okay, so I'm of... familiar with that in the sense of true blood. So you're not familiar <laughs> with it then at all. <laughs> no, do they go to the Feyland? That show gets so bad. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's the. You know what? I'm glad we have this recorded because as long as I've known you, I've never heard you say a negative thing about that show. The first. Four seasons are top tier, and then, oh my god, it becomes a rolling dumpster fire. You know what? I hope this is the first episode Joe listens to. Mangello? Yep. First off, he's going to kick my ass, because I've only <laughs> referred to him as Mangello. <laughs> Anyways. I'm pretty sure there's a whole college humor, college humor video about him, how to pronounce his name. Oh, really? <laughs> I think so, for real, yeah. Okay. All right. So, so cool. We're going to say he's... <laughs> this turtle is the path of the wild soul, meaning in some way, shape, Tortle. or form, he was... Um, Exposed to the Feywild, um, and yeah, that Wild Surge stuff is cool, and so he has some access to magic. I'm just I'm choking on my own words over here. Okay, so what's the next thing to roll on? All right, so the next thing to roll on are the things that fall under execution or the characteristics. All righty then. Well, I just rolled the path, so do you want me to roll again? Do you want to roll again? Do we want to have one of the I listeners want to roll? roll? We should have one of the <laughs> listeners roll. Let's wait. Let's let them right. roll at home. Let's, 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 yep. No, not you. Not you. The one behind you. Yeah. Okay, you pick up the dice. Wait, what, yep. what kind of dice do they need? They need a d6. Okay, roll a d6. What'd you get? How did you Four? roll an eight? Perfect. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we were both on different, time, or different zones there. Okay. All right. That was clearly just a joke. Uh, go ahead and roll. All right, sweet. So a d6 coming right up. And I rolled a six, which says... My personality trait is once a bad seed, always a bad seed. I am highly judgmental of those who have erred even once. Oh, damn. You get one shot one or one opportunity. opportunity. <laughs> yep. To to be a good seed. Yeah, to seed everything you ever wanted in one moment. Will you capture it? Or just let it slip? Yo. <laughs> Don't make me do it. I'll do it. I'm just tempting you, just poking you to keep going. Um, okay, what's uh, we're doing ideal next then? Yes, a d6. All right. Um, I Tell me what you get. Uh, oh, I rolled a two. Okay, redemption. No matter how... Oh my god, this contradicts <laughs> heavy what we just rolled. Good. No matter how wicked, anyone must be given a chance to repent before meeting their creator. So... That's a good alignment. It is a good alignment. And and but like, not good as in like quality. Good as in like <laughs> good. Um, okay, all right. Um, I I'm I'm already kind of thinking of ways that those can connect. Um, but I don't want to deep dive into it too much yet. So let's let's move on to bond then. Yes. Yeah, me too. A little bit, but yeah, like you said. So yeah, we'll roll bond. Um, let me do that real quick. Another D six coming right up. All of these are sixes. This is a one. 
I've been forced to put my true love to the sword and have been grieving for him or her ever since. <laughs> oh, the <God>. fuck? <laughs> this is wow. Wow. Remember how in the beginning you're like, this could either be really dark or, or really wholesome. We were dark. We are now dark. So the reason why I brought that up is because one of the personality traits was I make bad puns and quips in the face of death. Like that could be funny. I mean, gallows humor. It's, it seems. I mean, at that point, you you might uh, be beating a dead horse at one point. Like, it's like James like, Franco. Like, first first time here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, okay. Wow, that's heavy. So, roll the flaws. That's going to ruin everything. Ruin everything. What is there to ruin currently? Okay. Um, I don't know. Flaw. Another D six coming at you. Got a five, which is I dispel my gallows humor. Display. Learn how to read. No, I refuse to. At this point, I just need to commit to the fact that I can't. Um, I display my gallows humor to the point where it makes others uncomfortable. So, See, there you go. That's literally just what you just said. I thought that was a personality trait. I thought it was too. You, well, you lied. Well, yeah, the bad puns is a personality trait, but this one is just humorous. Like, dude, imagine like you're someone in your party's face with a tough, tough choice, and you just chime in it's like, yeah, I beheaded my lover. Get over it. What you're doing is nothing. Like, it's just, everything's factual. That's not gallows humor, though. How would you describe gallows humor? Gallows humor, I mean, I guess, it's, it's, it's so, I get, I get where you were going there. Like, so, what, what, what I would have went with it is, is like, oh, yeah, it's really hard to choose between if we want to go this way or that way. It reminds me of the time when I had to choose between killing that child or killing this thing. Like, and so it's like, it's making jokes that are like, since he's faced death, and killed so many people that every other situation like is laughable to him, and yeah. then he relates it back to the thing he's done. Yeah, that's what I okay. would imagine. Okay. Um. All right. Well, Jesus. <sighs> God's got nothing to do with this. Nope. Just just ten lock. Just ten lock. Dude. Um, so do okay. So let me ask you this. Do we want to try to weave these things together a little bit, or do we want to just roll our stats? Let's let's try and weave what we currently have, and then have the stats kind of help fill in a little bit more of his origin, right? Like a little okay. bit more of like where he actually like starts versus like the things that have happened to him in life. Um, okay. So what are you thinking? Hit me with what you. Let, do you want me to do a brief rundown real quick? Yeah. Do do a, a recap. Okay, cool. So we rolled on the class, which ended up being a barbarian, and then we rolled on um, what totem path he went on, which is the path of the wild soul, so he's associated with fey wild magic. Personality trait is, once a bad seed, always a bad seed. I am highly judgmental of those who have erred even once. Ideal. Exact opposite. (laughs) Redemption. No matter how wicked, anyone must be given a chance to repent before meeting their creator, which is a good alignment. Uh, Bond, I have been forced to put my one true love to the sword and have been grieving for him or her ever since. And then the flaw is I display my gallows humor to the point where it makes others uncomfortable. So first question I'm going to ask here, for alignment, what we currently have is good, correct? Yes. Do we want to make a decision right here off the top and decide that this is going to be our first lawfully good character? I do, and the reason why I feel that way is because of the Bond. It's a. It would be a very, very tough choice to kill someone that you love, but they did something wrong. Yep. And it's just the. It's the way it goes. Just, unfortunately, just the way she goes. That's just the way it is. Just the way the cookie crumbles. 
right? Or yep. What was is that? That's the thing. Okay. Um, yes. It is. So that's where I'm saying, like, because that will help us make the other decisions then, right? So that it's he puts law above all else, right? So he's yes. a very lawfully driven character. So correct. That makes sense with the bond. And so now with these counter contradicting personality traits and ideals, I think what it kind of leads to is this idea that maybe his bond changed his his personality trait a little bit so that now instead of just putting people to the sword like immediately he does he like you like you're in the red like you you you're in the red for me right now and you need to you need to get to the black you need to clear your ledger yeah. do something or or else or like like he's holding them accountable maybe he's trying now for the first time to to see that there's another way to do stuff right yeah. besides just capital punishment no, yeah, I agree. So I think that when it comes to our two contradicting uh, characteristics, we have to not read them as black and white, yeah. but try to find the gray area. Correct. So um, he says, once a bad seed, always a bad seed. He's highly judgmental of the people who have done wrong. But everyone gets a chance to repent. Um, so maybe he's... Uh, I know when we rolled personality trait out of the gate, I made a joke. It was like, you got one shot, one opportunity, but maybe you get two, you know, you mess up once and he's judging you and he's watching you the whole time, super hard. And if you, and if you do it again or anything similar, that's it. So like you have the opportunity to do better, improve yourself, but you only have one. And I feel like that's the gray area between the two. (laughs) Yes. But what I would also say is like, not, it's not going to be like, Oh, you stole something. I'm going to kill you. It's not going to be like, oh, you know, yeah, like whatever, like little, there's, there's other laws to break that don't lead to, to death. Right. So like, I think, I think it's, it's more of figuring out like when he says bad C, like what is, what is he judgmental of? What does it mean to err? What is it like? And I think we can give him like this moral compass or this like type of like ideal. It's like the one crime that he finds is worse than all the others. Yeah, the ideal, like, kind of wants to be pulling at the, the yeah, something that, 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 that personally affected him, that set his moral compass in a way that, like, maybe w- why did he want to become an executioner, right? What, what, how did he end up doing that? Maybe it was something, like, that he, that happened to him that led him to wanting to seek justice for people, right? Like, because also, having a lawful good barbarian, I feel like, is, is, not necessarily weird, but uncommon. And, and so, True. so just trying to figure out like, okay, where does he originally come from? When did he decide to become this executioner? Um, and I mean, he's also incredibly slow to trust people, right? That, that feeds into the once a bad seed, always a bad seed. What, what yeah. I would say is maybe, maybe for him, it's not even necessarily that he needs to see somebody mess up. It's just that he assumes everyone's a bad seed from the beginning. Right. And it's like, everyone then needs, you're guilty until proven innocent. Yes, I like that. To to the point where it's like he 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 doesn't let people like he assumes everyone is bad. <laughs> like he assumes yeah. everyone has some kind of intention to to not necessarily hurt him, but not want the greater good for everyone. Right. So like it's it's a lawful good mentality, but played in kind of a destructive way. Uh, yeah. So I, I think maybe maybe that's how he like. So he's going to be still aggressive. And and very forward with people, um, dude. What? His item. Yeah. So it's definitely a wrongly accused convict. This, do you think? No, it's from his lover. 
Yeah. But is she, was the lover an infamous criminal or a wrongly accused convict? I think he's trying to figure out. Oh. That's his motivation? To figure out... Yeah. So like he so obviously once you kill your lover you're changed forever. So <laughs> I feel like the lover was the last person he officially executed like by guillotine or whatever and, and then he retired or left this that Yes, 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 yes. So ooh ooh ooh. Okay. So kills her, goes home, finds a letter she wrote to him that is trying to persuade him that she didn't do it, it wasn't her, blah blah and gives some kind of hints and or clues of ways to go find the real person that did it. Oh, 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 man. <laughs> and and that's that's why they're having to go out uh, into wherever to to have to try and discover who this real criminal was. And all right, so we've made some progress on our first on our first discovered piece, which is in the third tier of this character, the allies and organizations. So they definitely have a lover. That excuse my typing, but uh, it's necessary. They had a lover. <laughs> Yeah, had a lover that they had to kill, and and then, but found a letter that says they're innocent. Yeah. I don't know if you need a title. I mean, we have most of that above it, but, yep. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'll get a better mic one day that doesn't pick up my typing. This is it's where... Awesome. A little bit of ASMR mixed into our podcast. Clickety-clack, clack, clickety-clook-clook. I don't... You don't understand. There's no clucking in ASMR. Just clicking and clacking. <laughs> <laughs> you you're not a real believer. Um uh, anyways, um yes, okay, cool. So I think then that kind of wants begs the question of what was the crime that she, was she uh, uh that she was convicted of that he had to kill her for or him or them or whatever. Um and and what what is the was she actually involved with some kind of like CD organization or she was like sure maybe maybe she did do it but like it was for this reason or blah blah, blah and like so now I need you to finish you know what I was starting to really help people or is it just wrong place wrong time was she framed was somebody trying to get back at him and knew that if they set her up he was going to be the one to kill her like what there's a lot a lot to unpack there um, and I feel like. So I feel like, man, and so I'm thinking about right now of Scar Joe's character in Jojo Rabbit. It's kind of what I'm envisioning right now. Okay. Someone who is going against what and just this chaos in the world. Sure. Um, so I think that that's the only way they could be set up. Like they were doing something good and the history books will ultimately find what they were supporting was the good thing. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, the bad thing had the power. Okay. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, do we think that was just in a like a, an individual kingdom, or do we think it's a whole like kind of like country, or just a small within a tribe, or like how, how large do you want that to be? Right? Do you want it to be to the point where it's like, oh wow, the whole world is thinking this right now, and there's a small rebellion coming up against it, or is it just as small as this is the tribe and this is the chief? Everything the chief says, we do what he says, except for he's saying bad things, and these people are, are trying to rebel against this one chief. I think that's so. That's a lot. A lot to um, d- discuss, and I think that that decision will ultimately affect a greater campaign as a whole. That's going to be like a huge arc, sure. not just for this character, but well, for a full campaign. Yes, that that is that is fair. And if you want to escalate that, how however big, I'm just trying to figure out: does this turtle come from? Are we saying that they're they're in a small village of of other turtles, or are we saying that they're part of a larger city? Like, in, in I envision this turtle being a loner. 
Okay. I envision this turtle being the last one that was that came out of its shell and tried to crawl to the ocean for the first time, and all the seagulls were full from eating his brothers and sisters, and he survived because they were gone. Okay, so so then he he wasn't born into a normal like family situation. He he was just kind of a loner that wandered throughout the world and found a place and found this lover in in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and then. Um... I like to think that no one, like, well, I don't like to think, whatever. I don't think anyone happily signs up to be the job of executioner. So I feel like something happened. They, maybe this, maybe a kingdom found this turtle in the wilderness by itself and kidnapped it because they're big and brooding and strong and, like, just taught it the ways of the law. And that was the first interaction it had with real people. So that's how it ended up being lawful good. It's like, you know, we need someone to carry out this execution. You're the only one strong enough to wield a huge axe that takes someone's head off um they're a bad man blah 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 and just strongly influence them okay so kind of like that 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 was their their guide like their their introduction to all of i mean especially if they were just only ever um what's the right word if they if they only ever interacted with people in that setting that kind mm-hmm. of makes sense then why once a bad seed, always a bad seed. I'm incredibly slow to trust. The only people they've ever interacted with are these criminals. So yeah. like, and, and maybe, maybe that's where they, they met their lover. Then the lover was already arrested. The lover's already in jail. The lover's already there. And it's somebody that shows him kindness. It's someone that's not mean to him. It's someone that's not really, you know, like everyone else is, is angry and upset that they're yeah, going so to they die. Were, yeah, you're right. So they were awaiting trial and, I'm glad that you said that because in my brain, whenever I think of lover, I think of like a long-term relationship. But if you really think about right. it, like you're, re- I think the flames of a relationship are the strongest in the very beginning, the first few months or year when you're in that quote-unquote honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. and then later on once you've like fully just adapted to one another and and you're just you have a system and ways to communicate. I feel like those the either end is when it's the strongest. So I feel like, you know, even if this person only met someone while they were locked up and it was like six months worth of time, those flames of passion are still strong at that yeah. point. Well, and we also have to think that this turtle reaches adulthood at 15, right? So yeah. if at 16, 17, he's found out in the woods and brought into, and again, I think we could lean into the exoticness of the race, right? So maybe he is brought into a more, you know, half-elf, half-orcs, humanoid like society and they're like oh geez you're a giant turtle person like you, you know you're not gonna fit in anywhere here but you are big strong and brooding and ooh, like the 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 king could even be like oh man you're scary looking you'd be great to have up on the on the stage as you just cut off people's heads that would be yeah. oh yeah that's cool people would be really afraid of you and so like that's like the, he's constantly treated almost like he's a like a circus act right or that he's like this thing and so anyone mm-hmm. that interacts with him is afraid and is scared and he's he lives probably by the dungeons or in the dungeons or wherever the, the people are kept. And then there was finally one person that was just a, a kind heart. That was someone that kind of was just more peaceful and in tune with what was happening and knew that they got the wrong end of the stick or, or yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind yeah. of leaning towards wrongly accused because then it gives a mission for our person for, for 10, 10 lock to go out and try and find the right person that did this. Um, yeah. And this might even be the first person they, actually fully trust as a human right like maybe it's just like the king because the king showed or whoever gave him this job yep they showed him kindness and then this person showed him kindness yeah i agree um it's like the shape of water yeah yeah in, yeah in, in in a in a 
another pop culture reference kind of way. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So so let's make we said a lot of maybes. Let's make some decisions. So I like that this character starts off their life as a loner yep. in the woods or some sort of yep. um, just environment. Just like a scavenger. And like so yeah. so maybe even that's when they come across the Feywild stuff, right? And that's when they in, in some way shape or maybe they've even accidentally traveled through the Feywild unknowingly. And in 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 some or yeah, and then in some way they end up back in the, in the woods cuz the Feywild has weird entrances and exits and just different things can kind of happen so maybe they spent some of their formative years in the Feywild and they don't know how it works but they have when they rage they more in tune with random nature. random stuff that you roll on that happens yeah and and well yeah. um i want to kind of look at these because one of these might happen when he's executing people right so necrotic energy bursts from you each creature so that well that's not good so if he's in a crowd and kills people Everyone within 30 feet takes damage. Uh, you tele- uh, Teleporting up to 20 feet is not a good one. Nope. Uh, you conjure, conjure intangible spirits. What? Arcane energy shrouds you? So, okay. So maybe this is the other thing. is Maybe this lines up in when he had to kill his lover or this person that he was starting to feel feelings for was the first time he raged while doing it on stage. It Ooh. just kind of came over him. And then one of these things happened. One of these yeah. things happened and they're like, okay, you're done. Get out of here. We don't, we don't, we don't need any of that. That magic stuff happening here. You're just supposed to be the scary looking turtle. Yeah, go get your stuff and get out of here. And then he goes to get his stuff from like his 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 essentially cell by the other bad people and finds like a letter in the in the cell of his lover. Oh, this is juicy. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So then the last thing. Uh, was there anything else we wanted to clarify? Because I have just one other like major question before we go to stats. Well, do we want to make a decision on this wild surge thing? Like the first thing that happened. Oh, sure. Just pick one that we like. Do we want to roll on it? Uh, let's. Do you want to roll on it? Or do you want me to roll? I like rolling on it. Okay, let's roll. I'll roll on it. All right. Or what if we both roll on it and we make a choice? Yeah, double rolls like double dragons. Sweet. I've got my D eight. Uh, let's see what I get. I rolled a six. I rolled a three. So you read yours. So my three is you conjure one D4 intangible spirits that look like flumps in an unoccupied space within 30 feet of you. All, at the end of your turn, all spirits explode, and each creature within five feet or more of them must succeed a dexterity saving throw. That's pretty interesting that they just, like, huh. they immediately fly in random directions and then explode at the end of your turn. That's kind of... So you kill someone, and these spirits just, like, they ex- leave your body, fly 30 feet, and then they explode, and they damage, they hurt a bunch of people. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So that's that's one. Um, so, again, I'm imagining up on a stage, you know, old medieval style of, of executing yeah. somebody, and there's a big crowd. Oh, man. Okay. So my six. My six is arcane energy taps into the minds of those around you. Each creature within 30 feet must succeed a wisdom saving throw or see a glimpse of the creature's... Or you see a glimpse of the creature's thoughts, learning how it plans to attack you. As a result, the creature says, oh, no. So that one doesn't make any sense. Let's go with the exploding spirits. <laughs> okay, so that's the first thing that happens. So, like, I'm just, this role-play scenario is awesome. Like, this is the hundredth execution this person's done. Everyone's crowding around to see it. It's a normal, everyday thing, whatever, you know. And But this time, this happens. And it just throws is, everything in a disarray. What is a flump that looks like flumps? I, like, yeah, that doesn't sound cool. I'm sure, but it, they're still spirits. Oh the Jesus! Word I'm focusing on these things are. They look like squid jellyfish with tentacle eyes. Oh my God! Let me look. Oh wow! <laughs> these things are horrifying. 
Oh man! So just to give you one, not to I don't want to read to you guys too much. I don't like doing that. But the one sentence description is that a flump's body is shaped like a flat saucer with a diameter with a diameter slightly larger than a human from shoulder to shoulder, and about as thick as a human arm. They float. It's they have air big. jets for propulsion. Oh, jeez! And in fact, they were named after the characteristic sound of their jets. So flump. <laughs> that sounds not scary, but Google these bitches. <laughs> They're ugly. Yeah, if you're by a Google, just just use it real quick. And uh... oh my god, their alignment's lawful good. This is perfect. <laughs> okay, okay. So these things appear, and like I'm just imagining that this is the first time he's torn, having to actually kill someone, and he rages unknowingly to himself. These fly out, and then like everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And then there's like everyone's pandemonium. He goes back, finds his things. Okay. Um, I like this. The, the last question um, I will want to ask is, what do we think, and I guess this is maybe a DM question, right? So, like, for the DM is, what is this lover? Who were they connected with? What were they blamed with? What did they um, get framed for? Who did it? Were they a part of the organization? Like, I think these are all questions that even Tenlock is going to try and figure out, right? So, mm-hmm. I think as the DM, you're going to want to figure out, okay, where did they go wrong when did they get framed for this or did they actually do it like because i think it could still even be he's trying to figure out if this is actually the infamous criminal or if they were wrongly accused and i think as the dm yeah how that ends up playing out and being revealed to tenlock is going to be a big part of him being a character and what he does i agree yeah i agree and i also i don't so it is important like this these details are important to the character but i think it's an important conversation you need to have with the dm i don't think it's important for us to figure out right now for our purposes, unless you disagree. No, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't disagree. I think, and cause to your point, right. It's like, I asked the question of, is this a whole society or is it just the small, like little town or village where this happened? I think that again, yeah. depending where you want the campaign to go, that's, that's how it plays into it. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I do like envisioning it as like a kingdom. This happened inside yeah. like a major city hub of whatever yeah, yeah. The, the area that they live in. I mean, in. for our purposes, it's going to happen within Podcastria, right? Like this yeah, yeah. 10 lock will be known within Podcastria as the one of many heads. Um, Correct. But okay, cool. So do we want to roll the stats then real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see how that changes things. Okay. How do you want to go about uh, your, your D6s? Let's just do the traditional way. Let's start with strength and work our way down and get rid of the lowest number, correct? That's traditional, right? That is traditional. Well, we can... Okay. Well, we, uh, no, yeah, yeah, that's traditional. Let's do that. Oh, this, you go first. Okay, oh, I'm going first. Oh, geez. Strength for Barbarian. He gets a plus two to this, right? So it can be garbage. Yeah, and he gets a plus two for being a turtle. So he gets plus four. Wait, no, I'm saying he gets plus two from the turtle. I wasn't saying... Did I say because of oh, Barbarian? Okay. I spoke. Plus. You did say Barbarian. Well, I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, not amazing. So I rolled a 2, a 3, a 4, and a 5. So that's 9 plus the 3 is 12, plus another 2, so 14. So 12 plus 2 equals 14. Yes. Look at us. Awesome. Now we're a math podcast. Oh, man. Super nerdy. Hey, kids. All right, so I'm going you ab- roll decks. Abacuses? Ab- abacus? Is it an abacus? This is not good. Not, well, he's a turtle. He shouldn't be good. I rolled a 2, a 2, a 1, and a 6. It's not bad. So get rid of the one. No, it's It's ten. ten. It's ten, yeah. Yeah, I go, okay, it's not that bad. I saw a lot of low numbers, and I was sad. I feel like a turtle should get a negative to dex. 
Um, they actually get a well, no matter what, my base AC is 18. I know, and that's or 17. Sorry, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so the dex doesn't matter, it won't add into it. Dex usually helps with your AC, but for yeah, portal, it's like whatever, I'll take this. Um, okay, constitution. <laughs> oh, geez, well, six, six, three, three. So 12 plus three is 15. Wow, again, kind of makes sense. They're a hardy individual, so I would like all right, intelligence, I would like for all of these to be low. Okay, let's see what happens. All right, not going to happen. <laughs> I rolled a 5, a 5, a 4, and a 1. So get rid of the 14. 1, and that's a 14. Jeez. Why, Wisdom. Why can't we roll poorly unless we're... I'm just going to lie to the universe, all right? What I'm going to do right now is to the universe and say, Hey, universe, I'm going to take out the highest one here, but don't tell it I'm winking at you. We're still going to take out the lowest <laughs> wink. one. Okay. Wink. Wink. That's a podcast wink. Didn't work. Uh, <laughs> five, four, four, two. So that's eight plus five is 13. Man. It's a pretty well-rounded individual. Nope. Ten lock is broken. Nerf ten lock's broken. Nerf ten lock. All right. Charisma, baby. Coming right up. This is also good. <laughs> a six, a six, a three, and a two. So that's a 15. Yep. Wow, he is stacked. I'm going to play this character. I don't oh, I don't get it. I don't get why we can't roll poorly unless we're trying to roll poorly. I've been trying to roll poorly, dude. I was putting that poor energy out there. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Please, universe. None of this actually changes Spare a penny. anything. We we weren't we didn't really need anything from this to help figure out the backstory. I mean what from it what it means is obviously he's very strong. He his big his biggest things though are his constitution and charisma, which from that means he is very healthy and hard. His wisdom score goes up by one. Because of what? Turtle? Turtle. Jesus. Okay. So it's a 14 wisdom. Okay. So his dex is his lowest thing at 10. Um, and what I'll say is charisma, I would say, doesn't just necessarily mean, you know, positive, like, charismatic things. I think it means that he's very intimidating. And so, yeah. like, that that can be overbearing on people. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think we didn't really need any help from that, right? Because, I mean, we figured out where that we just want him to be wandering out in the woods, which kind of makes sense why he's so strong and, and hardy. Um, as far as intelligence goes, I mean, he spent so much time alone down in the dungeons, maybe he just read a bunch. He learned to read and was well-learned um, as an individual, yeah. but it won't actually, it shouldn't actually affect. Or the or the fae maybe just gave him knowledge. Sure. Or that be more wisdom, whatever. That doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> like I said, we we didn't really need them as much here. And, and if, if you as a DM think these are too broken, or if you as a player want to have more, feel free to change these if you want to use this character. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, all right. Uh, how old do you want him to be now, then? Or what, what else What else are we trying to figure out? When we meet them? Yeah. Um, meet them, let's say, like, so 15 is when they become an adult, and they live to be about 50. Damn, so 25 is a fucking midlife crisis. Jesus. Tell me about it. Um, what? Just, just <laughs> tell, tell me about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Ain't that the truth. Um, let's do somewhere between 20 and 25 is what I'm feeling, but I don't have a solid. Well, you know, mathematically speaking, that would be 23. 23. <laughs> Cause no one likes you when you're 23. So nasally. Jesus. Okay. Um, oh, my God, I've insulted. Good. <laughs> <laughs> don't sing again. Um, yeah, no, I think this is pretty much everything for Tenlock then, right? Are we missing anything? Um, we just have to... We're not missing anything as far as the things we need to write down, but I still don't think we've... What is, what are, what is his overall appearance? 
like because where right we talk about him as being known as you know kind of an intimidating looking character and I, the thing too is i mean so within within tortle i don't know if you looked at this there are subsets of of different species within tortle that give it different um little like i did not because the thing i'm looking at doesn't uh the one i pulled up the dnd 5e dot wiki dot does not have anything about that i could have swore there was where it potentially has like different um subsets i don't think so i mean it has different abilities that they just have like being able to hold their breath for up to an hour uh shell defense you can pop into your shell if you're scared yeah I could have swore there was something. Oh, so here's... Oh, you know what? While you look, there's one thing I wanted to run by you. Sure, go ahead. So the executioner background, when you're looking at, like, skill proficiencies, tool proficiencies, language, it says any of your choice. You know what I want the languages this person to be able to understand? What? All of them. But only phrases that you would say are before you die. So, like, please, no. Go fuck yourself. I didn't do it. In every single language... He knows just the last things that someone would say before they die. Not full conversation, but it's like, yeah, that person just told us to go fuck themselves. I've heard that a lot. So, <laughs> Wouldn't that be dope? So you want him to be proficient in profanity? Sure. Or or cries of help and uh, you want to be, cries okay, of innocence. You want, him to be prof- you want him to be proficient in famous last in words. In dying words. In dying words, no, yes. In My Chemical Romance's way of famous last words. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, cuz it's not broken. Like you can't be proficient yeah. in all languages that would break the game, but if you're only proficient in like a couple of phrases that famous last words, I think that's funny. I as a DM would enjoy that because what it would mean is you're sacrificing potentially being able to know a useful full language that you at <laughs> some point could interact with somebody in the Feywild and want to be able to speak Elven or uh uh yeah, not El- uh uh what there's, there's a certain I can't remember. Either way, instead of knowing how to speak Sylvan, ha, got it. Um, <laughs> God, um instead of being able to speak Sylvan, you want to be able to just occasionally know if a dwarf is telling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, because someone was like, anything to say, and he goes, Go fuck yourself in their common language. And eventually Shit. I learned that because I heard it a bunch. Yep, that's that's fun. I mean, well and so I didn't do it. So what I would please God no. Oh, tell yeah. my kids I love them. And see what what could be cool about that is uh, that plays into the intelligence factor of it, right? He would hear it, he would hear it repeated and said, and all of this, and then go research what it meant and look yeah. up what these people were saying to him as as this was happening. Um, okay, cool. I found what I was looking for. So within the variant of of Tortle, the thing it's it's a variant, so you don't have to actually do it. But I like it because it gives kind of different physical looks to these the turtles. There's okay. razorback, soft shell, and desert. And so um, razorbacks are found in swamp and marsh areas. They're uh, they're the most aggressive of all turtle kinds, and their shells are covered in sharp ridges and barbs, uh, and often decorated in paints. So, like if you looked up razorback turtle, that's that's a little bit more like metal um, of what I was thinking, at least metal. Yeah, rock on, dude. <laughs> so, so that that that's what I was thinking at least for this. Like, if, if again, if he's like, oh, they saw him. Oh my god, his strength would go up by one. Would it really? With Razorback. Oh, I didn't even. I see. I wasn't looking at that. I was just thinking of for physical looks because. Yeah. No. 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 Then if we go into soft shell, uh, found near the coast, riversides, blah blah. These are more friendly of all three. Uh, their shells are flat and fleshy. Ugh. 
goes. Um, it's it's Razorback. <laughs> right? Because and, desert tribes are apathetic and don't care much for the affairs of other races and shit. So it's he's a Razorback, which yeah. is dope. Yeah, which just means, again, so he was born in a swampland, which, again, kind of then would make, like, sure, there was a portal to the Feywild that, like, maybe that's how he survived, right? Like, something opened up to the Feywild and all of his other things that were born around him got eaten by alligators or seagulls, like you were saying, in the swamp area. He got ported over to the Feywild, spent some time there, aged, and came came over here. Um, okay, so he's a Razorback. So that, now when going into appearances, means his shell is very, like, spiny and prickly looking. Yeah. And, I mean, he could be scarred, even, in, in some ways that makes him look... Like I said, this guy looks like he's in Guar, to an extent. <laughs> so Yeah, so I mean, so he, they can be from five to six feet tall, so I, I think I want him to be you know, as tall as he can be. I want him to be a brooding turtle. Yeah. So I'm going to say he's the six feet. Let's make him unique. Let's make him six one. Oh, a little geez. taller so than other a, turtles. A huge turtle. Yeah. So he's six one. Um, he's got this razor back tur- uh, shell, which can either be... So do you think that this razor back is like an evolution and these things are a part of his shell? Or do you think they've, they're things that he's attached to his shell over time? No, I think, I, I think what I like better is that... Because again... Wh- Story arc wise, for this character, I like that he is learning how to be softer, how to be more approachable, how to be more—I don't know—approachable. Appro- usually, so like I think mm-hmm. if these were all a part of him and just who he is and how he's always been treated as, like he was built up to be this executioner because of the way he looked, and now he's trying to learn how to not be that, right? And so okay. like, I think if it's a part of him, that says more, at least character wise, for sure. I agree. Cool. So then let me just, uh, so marshlands, there's sh- sharp ridges and barbs. So let's say that he just got, I don't mean, I don't want this dude to look like fucking Bowser, but, uh, why not? Because Bowser's <laughs> the <not> best. Cool. <laughs> um, there's some, some, I'm gonna say some spikes sure. and then, and then some, some barbs, um, maybe some like, uh, needle like spines. So it's just a, it's just a like a maj page of all the dangerous self defense things that animals have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, again, like it, it was the whole thing was being born into a swamp area. He was immediately going to have to fight off these large crocodiles yep. and other types of Dungeons and Dragons related swamp creatures yeah. like hags and shit. Yep, and I want to say he's got scars on like his underbelly. Okay. Um, just little nicks and marks that won't go away. Um, he also, they can also have a scar on their face, because I love face scars. Those are scary. Um, they are, dude. As someone with a face scar, I feel... Tired. You don't have a face scar, I have you a have face a head scar. scar. What? You have a head scar. Where is my face? My face is on my head. Your face... <laughs> your face starts at your eyebrows <laughs> and goes down. Wow. Wow. You have a head scar. Your mom has a head scar. I'm just oh, kidding. That's not very nice. She's a nice she lady. Does. No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, so what kind of how how turtley looking are they gonna be? Are they gonna be like a like a dark green kind of turtle, like a like the uh, '90s animatronic Ninja Turtles? I mean, or are they gonna hopefully. be a little more lighter colored? I'm even imagining. Do you remember? Is it the first Ninja Turtles movie where you know? Yeah, it's the first one where they create other versions of like from the same goo the things they have to fight. Right? Isn't one of them? That's the second, because uh, the second movie is the oh, secret yeah. of the ooze. I want to look up yeah, this, and that, the bad guy in that. It, it's it's Shredder. 
No, but the the things he creates. I'm a, I don't remember what he calls them. It's not Bebop and Rocksteady. No. Second Ninja Turtles villains. Because yeah, I, no, so while you look... Yeah, number two is The Secret of the Ooze, and in my opinion, the better yes, of the two. Yes, yes. Okay, so boom. Okay, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh... <laughs> He, it looks exactly like what I was thinking. Um, he's got barbs on his back. Um, Neca is his name. Neca. I don't know. I don't remember. I think it's Neca. If people look up N E C A from the Ninja Turtles, Neca Turtle. No, that's not exactly it. Oh, this is a type of toy. I'm looking up a type of toy. I just promoted oh someone. Jeez, Ninja Turtle villains. Well, okay, it doesn't matter. That's that. If if you know, there's someone out there. It's like I get it. You can move on. I know what you're saying. I, I'm picturing it. Everyone talk yep. to that one fan, and they'll they'll help <laughs> describe it. Yep, reach out to them. Yep. Um, cool. So I think I like this character being a little little lighter in tones for like turtle. Lighter is in then, like a light green. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we don't need to spend too much time on this either. As far as like overall, this stuff can be figured out by if someone wants to draw this. It could be blue. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. So, yeah, we have rolled on everything, but I still just want to... I feel like in my brain we haven't finalized this character's backstory. Okay. So, let me just run through it real quick, and you let me know what's going on. Sure. Okay? Sure. So, we have a loner in the woods, somehow came into contact with the Feywild, spent some time there, some acquired some of their magics, and somehow probably didn't even know it. No, didn't. No, probably. Did not know that they acquired some fey magic. They get picked up by this kingdom because they're big and brooding and they were alone and they were taught the ways of, like, the law, and which is, you know, the law presides above all. It's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are hired on to be as executioner because they're big and scary and they can just cleave someone's head off and, uh, you know, with ease. And then um, at some point falls in love with a prisoner, someone who's awaiting trial. Yep. Uh, a couple of months, they have a relationship they have a strong connection. Um, Tenlock gives them some extra treatment, maybe, and then they get put to trial. They're found guilty. Treatment in quotations. Extra um, treatment. <laughs> they're found guilty. They're executed. Tenlock does it. Tenlock executes them, has all these flumps fly out of their body and just bl- almost blow up like little tiny bombs um, and hurt some people. They're banished from the kingdom. When they go to gather their things from the cell area, they find a note from this person that claims their innocence. And now Tenlock is on the hunt to come back to his kingdom with proof, just figuring out who did them wrong and to gain justice. So the the one things I would say that I I don't think are exactly right, but again, we can go with. I I don't know if they get kicked out of the kingdom per se. I think they just lose their job and are kind of like, slowly exiled and they don't really know how to live in this society right they, they've never learned how to interact with people and i think that's what you want to do all they know is the law all they know is this guy was bad this guy was good this is who you listen to this is who you kill and like it's black and white for him so he's going to learn the gray of normal social interactions and that's going to be okay. the role-playing aspects of it so i don't think he's necessarily kicked out of the city but everyone knows about this incident and he lost okay. his job from that everyone is afraid of him and i think he slowly would migrate towards going back to the woods because i mean i mean how long do we want to say he was executioner for like he's 23 now did they find him when he was 13 and he's been doing it for a decade and so like 
half of his life was growing up in the the wilderness, and then the other half was growing up in a dungeon locked cellar area. Like, yeah, like so he. Has, I like that. So he has to choose between the two, right? And he's slowly going to be migrating. This is his first time he's actually going to be trying to interact with other people. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, but my but my question is, what's his motivation to yes. so uncover? So that note, I think it's simply. He, he, I think he held... Okay, so we're going to get into the, I think, emotional, romantic side of this. He held back with this prisoner. He wasn't fully there for them because in his eyes, again, this person was wrong. This person did yep. something bad. They needed to die. But he had feelings for them. They felt good. They felt like somebody that wasn't like anybody else that he had had to kill over all these times and all these years. And he is now trying to come to peace with his feelings for this person and wants them to be a good person wants them to actually yeah, okay. be good. So his, his motivation to go out is, is to kind of to clear their name and not necessarily to go back to the kingdom and do anything like you can't bring them back. And may, maybe that is the thing. Maybe he does learn that there is a way to resurrect or bring people back. Like it's going to be too late and too long, but like, I, I think for him, it's more of him coming to peace with having feelings for somebody that might have been bad and they maybe still are bad. And right. And then it's like, okay, Yes, it's not everyone is black or white. Not everything is. Yeah. This was one hundred percent wrong. This was one hundred percent right. Um, there's gray. But, so. but I personally feel like that's not a strong enough motivation to go on an adventure. I think there sure. should be some sort of mystery surrounding this person, this lover of theirs, that well, that they have questions they need to answer. So that's where I'm saying, as the DM. This person may have been a member of a thieves' guild. This person may have been a member from another city that was coming here to try and start a war or just find out intel, and they were killed as a spy. Like, so there's however big you want that arc to be, and like through the uncovering of it, they could go out and have to go to another city or go to another place, or maybe they're even a cleric of some undead god of some sort that is trying to come back in some way, and so they need to then find these pieces to like. So that's where I was like when I was asking those questions of what was their connection to things through mm-hmm. his like i don't know trying to investigate right i mean we can choose one of the backgrounds for executioner investigation was one of them if we wanted to be proficient in it <clears throat> so he could be trying to figure out what was this plot what was this thing that this person was either a part of trying to stop or trying to further um mm-hmm. against these people does that make sense is that i mean do we want to go into that do we want to try and nail down what that might be or or are you thinking there should be something else besides the lover um, no, I think it's all revolved around the lover, um, and I don't think we have to deep dive into it, but I think for my purposes, for so I can feel like this character is done from our end, I think we should make a decision, but then leave the you know asterisk above our decision that the DM and the player can decide how big this is. Okay. So, so I just feel like, I just feel like there needs to, I just think the motivation of, I need to get over the fact that I killed someone that might have been good isn't very strong. That's an internal motivation. I want something more external that they're searching for. Well, so then what, you know, what did the note say? What did the note lead him to? What is he trying to find? Because you're correct. You're correct in that, like, mainly the character development would be internal of him coming into peace with or being able to hold that internally. But externally, he's going out to try and connect a trail that will lead him to bigger things in the world, that will lead yeah. him to what's actually happening around him. Does that make sense yep no that makes sense um and that's what i agree with i want something bigger to be happening here so maybe the note is just i think the note should declare some form of innocence because i think i think they think that already in their heart that this person might might be good okay so the note's going to declare some form of innocence and then maybe there's a name 
or like this uh you know seek seek sid from this town okay yeah for so, more information so yeah, and then yeah. just start leaving breadcrumbs okay so so it's sending him on a path to go find another person um yeah that will then slowly kind of just lead to some sort of organization of some sort that like um yeah i mean i think that gives us uh, enough to kind of go out. what i'm gonna say though is like what is he trying to get out of that though why why finding this one person like is is he going to then join the cause that this person was put in jail for? Do you? Th- I mean, cause I don't, maybe I don't. But why would he? He's lawful to the city and like understands the rules of it. Like, you know, does that make sense? Like, I, I guess somebody can now just replace that for him, right? He's always just been told what's good and bad, and so like now he needs to find a new version of that. He needs to find a new law and order kind of thing to follow. Yeah, maybe he learns through time that the people he was he was serving that taught him the quote unquote laws are oppressing people and they're not good laws and now he's and then because i mean you can be lawful good you, you know what i'm trying to say like you can be lawful good for the greater like kingdom like oh this is the way things are these are the rules these are the laws but some of those rules and those laws you know don't allow people to excel and he learns that by having to branch out of his cell and um gets you know realizes what's actually lawfully good yeah, so it goes from being this idea of, oh, he is lawfully good to the system, and then realizes that he, the growth we would like to see in him would be for him to become lawfully good to, like, humanity, living things, yeah. like everything, what what is potentially good for the masses and not just mm-hmm. the few that are in power that we're using him. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so what do you think he's trying to find then? Do you think he's trying to find just this one person? Or is he trying to find uh, more than that as well? I think he's just trying to find information from this one person that the note sent him on. Because, I mean, we also have to think about the fact that he just lost his job. So now what does his life even mean? This is the only thing. He lost his job. He was fired. He's being kind of seen as an outcast within this place. And the only thing he has giving him purpose is this question. Yeah. So, you know, so I think that he's just going to be looking for an answer to that question. Was this person actually good? Did this person deserve to die? Why did I care for them? Who was this person mentioned in the note that was left behind? I agree. Um, do we want to then say what this person was arrested for or killed for or executed for? Just for our I role-playing mean, purposes. Because I'm assuming where this is leading is, in the role-playing, you're going to want to find this person and talk to this person. And in in passing and in reference, it would probably help. Yeah. Let's just say treason. I feel like treason's a big one back in the old timey days. Just blanket, you know. just good old blanket treason. Yeah, because treason can mean anything to the person calling treason on someone. You know. Well, let's not get too political. <laughs> There's some people that tweet about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just let's just say treason, arrested for treason. It's just broad, and you can figure out what that means on your own. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, does that feel more complete to you? It does. Yep. Okay. So. Their their lover, which I would encourage the people of interest to potentially take this and want to play with it. That sense didn't make any sense. Whoever wants to take this, I would like to see who this lover is. Like I, I think mm-hmm. that's something for you guys to kind of figure out. And like again with the DM, where they fit in the world. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think we got everything we kind of need uh, for looking into role playing. Yeah, I agree. So you want to just dive right into that? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just kind of open up uh, the Sea Tavern.
So, the CD Tavern, we are back here, and it is starting to, to pick up and be busier. It is late in the evening, though, and so it's a little bit more full uh, than we would normally see the CD Tavern. There's uh, some people on the stage that are performing. The tables in the middle in front of the stage are nice and full. There's a few people around the bar, and the booths along the back are nice and full. And we have our old friend at the larger half-elf behind the bar named Barry uh, that is working there. And Tenlock uh, then enters into a very noisy bar, and as he throws open the doors, though, everyone kind of falls silent and just turns and looks at him, realizing who it is entering the bar, because all of them are at least somewhat familiar with the sharp edges of this turtle that have been seen throughout the town and have heard the the stories about the last execution uh, that he performed. And as he enters, they try and go back to business as, as usual, but it's now in more hushed tones as he walks up to the bar and uh, approaches Barry. Oh, oh, oh uh, well, hello, Tenlock. Uh, uh, how, 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 what, what can I get for you? Hello, Barry. I'll just just take a take a meal and a drink, please. All right. All right. Is there anything in particular you? I don't want to. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll just. I'll just bring. I'll just bring you what you usually have. Yes, that'll do. Thank you. And Barry kind of runs away, and you see, again, people are kind of side eyeing. At, at Tenlock as he sits there and he just kind of feels the weight of the room on him as there's whispered husk conversations that you can't really make out but you know what they're talking about yeah uh, Barry comes um, back he's, he's, he's pretty unfazed by that I think he's used to it at this point um, even before the last execution stories started coming out um, he was always looked at because of how many people everyone knows he's killed. So he's kind of used to being the center of attention when he enters a room for uh, a while. Barry comes back and just kind of puts a large mead down in front of him. Oh. This, 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 this one's on the house. You don't have to. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, <clears throat> do, do you mind if uh, you, after you eat, you perhaps don't, don't hang around too long? Why, Barry? Do I make you uncomfortable? <laughs> no, I mean, well, it's not, not, not me. It's just, well, the, those, those things that, did that actually happen? Did those things actually fly out of you? Absolutely. Well, then you could, uh, you just, other people might be a little un, uncomfortable having... <clears throat> well, having you around in a public place like this, and I don't, I, I, if you, if you want to, maybe come back in the, in the, in the mornings or in any, any, any time. You're welcome here, and you can eat your meal. Just, I don't, I don't want you to potentially uh, hurt somebody else around here or, or scare off customers. As long as these people don't give me a reason to hurt them, no one's going to be oh, hurt. Well, well, I don't, I don't, no, I, I, of course, of course not. We don't think you would ever. <clears throat> ever try and uh, hurt someone in, in here. Uh, 
to knock him if we do. <laughs> just, uh, I'll go check on your food. <laughs> and thank you. He just kind of awkwardly scurries away, and and Barry doesn't really walk. He kind of just shuffles his feet across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he comes back and uh, and places places down in front of you a large rack of ribs that are just kind of slathered and, and a bunch of like just barbecue sauce that are just kind of put there. Um, I pick one up, I take a, a rib off and I eat it clean. And then I look at Barry and with my bare hands, I break that bone in half. And I say, huh, this is about as thick as a human's neck. But you don't, you don't say, um, that's, uh, <clears throat> a fun little, uh, fact, uh, you have that. Maybe, maybe we don't go around telling, uh, other people <clears throat> that. I pick up another one, I eat it clean, and I examine that bone again. I break it in half, and I go, I changed my mind. Probably more like a elf's neck. Um, <clears throat> um. Ten, ten lock. Are, are you? <clears throat> I mean, I could be. I don't. I, don't, I just want to. Mm, are you upset? Is there anything we could help you with? Oh, I just. I don't. I, I don't. <clears throat> I, I feel like there's aggression coming out here, and I don't. I don't want <clears throat> to to anger you. <clears throat> I'm not angry. Do I look angry? And I look up at him, and my face is just like. <laughs> I've got, I look angry, but it's just, I've got RBF. I've got resting bitch face, resting dick face, however you want to call it. So do I look angry? And I look at you and yeah, I look angry. Um, I, uh, I don't, I'm not one to really, I. Listen, Barry, if you're going to stand here and distract me from examining the thickness of these, the bones within these ribs, um, you can at least maybe try and help me i'm looking for someone um why are you looking for someone tanlock don't you mind that now do you know anyone that goes by the name of sid um and when you when you like kind of say the name like he was nervous before but now like beads of sweat started coming down his face (laughs) um uh I, I, well, well, sin's a rather common, common name. It's it's something that will, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's it's just three letters and uh, a lot of. Um, I, uh, so I, the people come in here a lot. I'm sure I've I've come across someone, someone with that that name. I'm <clears throat> Anyone that stands out. Well, I mean, well, well, why, why? Again, I have to <clears throat> go back to the why you're looking for this. Uh, this should. Uh. Um, I've already told you, Barry. Don't worry yourself about things that are none of your concern. Um, <clears throat> I just need to know if anyone named Sid stands out to you, and where I can find them. Um, look, <clears throat> look, ten, ten lock, I. Have never had any issues with with who uh, with you as a 
being, and uh, I think you you just have a a, a, a job that d demands certain certain you know uh, well a certain way of carrying yourself, and I think you do a great job of that. But uh, what I'm trying to say is, I think you are a good person underneath um, all of uh, the the this, and uh, I don't think you need to potentially be walking down any path that might lead you to something that might get you hurt. Barry, what are you hiding? <laughs> you seem like a you seem like a nice person too. All these compliments that you're paying me, I feel like you're trying to keep something from me. I I'm simply just trying to tell you that as someone that owns a tavern and in this part of town, there's certain people that I know of that I don't think you want to be getting in the way of. I lean in close to him. I try to get, like, I'm obviously I'm oddly shaped because I'm a turtle, but I try to get closer across the bar and get as close as I can to him. Stare in the eyes for just a few moments. His, silence. His neck's just, like, extending out from his shell. Yes. Further. Yeah. Yeah. And just, um, just some silence. I stare into his eyes for a moment. And then... Ah, <laughs> oh, Barry. You're so easy to rattle. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that was a, uh, just a just a joke. Then you're not actually. No, I'm seriously looking for Sid. Oh, Where the hell is oh, he? <clears throat> oh, uh, uh, I. I'm do. Uh, listen, I appreciate your concern, little one, but no one's going to hurt me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't want you to cause any trouble in here. Is Sid in here? I look. I start. I kind of stand up and I look around and I stare. I lock eyes with different people in the bar. Um, you you notice that he glances towards like a back booth in like that's off by this the like behind the bar. Like so, there's the stage okay. that is behind you, and then like off to the left is like the back area of the bar. And there's okay. like a few kind of like they're the tables that haven't been like. Like, everyone here has been cleaned up. You know, it's been, like, kind of getting more money and getting a little better. But those booths uh -huh. over there have kind of not, not been getting as much attention. So it seems just a little dingier and darker uh, over there in that area. And there is an individual okay. that is just kind of, like, there's a few booths that have scattered people at them that, like, doesn't really make sense that they're all sitting individually. And so there's, like, three of them around this one that's just sitting in the middle at this okay. one booth. And there's, like, a few people positioned around him. And I saw him look in that direction. Yes. Oh, well, uh, I mean, all sorts of people come in here. Okay, look, look, just, I... He's over there, isn't he, Barry? What are you going to do? I just want to talk. I... Sid helps this place. You know that? He's not a bad person either. Well, that's what I want to learn, Barry. I take a sip of my mead, and I then take another rib bone, and I just eat the whole thing. Bone and all, just throw it in my mouth. Um, and then I start walking over to this group of people. Look, look, look just <clears throat> play nice. <laughs> Barry says as as you kind of walk over, and then you, you, you kind of see the, the two, as you get closer and you're walking towards them, people kind of like... Like, they've gone back to their, their, their business and stuff, and, but, like, people scoot their chairs in as you kind of walk by as a larger individual. Mm -hmm. And as you step, you have to kind of make your way around what looks like a, 
a new floorboard that's been kind of put in just in front of the stairs that, that, that has been put there and, and then over to the left of the stairs um, there's the two people that were sitting at different tables that stand up as you get close to, to them that are in front of the booth where the one, one guy is sitting okay so I get close to them and I get within like four feet of them I'd say and they, like you said, they stand up, so we're standing, yeah. and there's like a and, and, square off kind of happening right now, yeah. and I don't say anything. Uh, and so the, the, two, the two people that stand up, one of them is uh, very clearly a half-orc that is like kind of in nicer-looking like robes of, of, of some sort, and then okay. the other one is like a dwarf that is a little bit shorter and kind of in, in a little bit more armor uh, type scenario with like a helmet that like he's got his hand on that's on the table that he's just kind of like resting it on as this helm and the dwarf goes to you I what can I help you with you seem a little overdressed to just be socializing in a bar yeah and you seem like a prickly fuck <laughs> where's Sid is that him and I point to the person behind both of them uh, well, it depends who's asking. I am. Yeah, and what kind of business do you have with Sid? I just want to talk to him. <laughs> ah, you hear that, Dale? He just wants to talk to him. Oh, how many people just come up and just want to talk to Sid? You don't just get to walk up and talk to Sid. Hmm. I'm going to have to ask ad- you to kindly turn around and leave. I admire your passion dwarf but i assure you that this would not be a fair contest oh that's going to be a threat then and you see him start pulling out a sword and then from behind you hear hey 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 calm down this looks like a rather interesting individual we have here and i think we all know who this is don't we and you see sid then stand up and kind of walk from the booth and you see this tall, kind of gaunt-looking uh, half-elf of a man that has the hood up that pulls the hood down. He goes, well, you're... <sighs> you're Tenlock, yeah? The, the man of many heads? Is that what they call you? Oh, you That's right. used to call you? I don't know. You don't... Let, let him through. Let him through, Ivan. Let him through. Come, come, join me. Do you have a drink? Do you need a drink? I'm okay right now. I just had one. Thank you. All right, I'm not going to lie. I've heard stories about you. Did not think you are this calm as an individual at all. <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> well, Once you've killed as many people as I, not much phases you anymore. I, I believe it. No, I, I definitely, especially since you get to do it all out in the open and so many people cheer for you. I'm curious what that's like. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I couldn't help but uh, overhear that you were... Uh, looking for little old me uh, what what brings you to uh well uh seedy tavern today i need to know why your name was written on this letter that i found in the cell of the last person i executed and i take the letter out of my pocket and i slide it on the table and slide it towards him uh, um well uh tenlock i think we all we're all very sad to hear of Dahlia's passing and that she was, well, handled by by you. And, well, <clears throat> I don't... 
Look, you don't have a job anymore, right? You're, you're not working for, uh, all of those up there, the high tides anymore, the, the rulers of this, uh, fine podcastria, yeah? Um, that's still a little bit of a sore subject for me, so I just glare at him. I say yes with my eyes, but I don't vocalize it. I'm just trying to offer you some aid here, fellow. I'm just saying that the questions you are asking, um, Dahlia's been gone for a while, and a lot, a lot's been happening, and she will, look, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to, to get at here, but what I can do for you, with someone of your skill set, and your, well, <sighs> reputation, I start tapping my fingers on the table, like from pinky to thumb. I can help you. I can offer you the same thing you had before. But now you don't have to worry about doing it with so much attention. And we have things we're trying to move and do here in the city that I think... Uh, I, I mean, look, I would be really interested to see you and Ivan just go at it, right? And, like, that would be great. I would love to see who would win in a fight like that, but I'm just... I would hang Ivan off of my back. I'd wrap this noose around his throat, and I'd grab it out of my bags, and I'd plop it on the table, and I would hang him over my shoulder on my shell as I feel his heels trying to make contact with the ground. Oh, Lord, gee, yeah, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's that's just fucked up, man. That's gr- and see, like, I, I, we could use that, and like, I'm just not with Ivan. Ivan, I, I mean, he's means well, but think about it. I, I, I would. What, what are you doing now? Where are you going? You're asking questions about someone that's gone, someone that's not as matter, and that's that's not here any anymore. She. Was a nice lass, lass, I guess. But she, she was beautiful. <clears throat> sure, 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 sure. And what she was working towards and what she was doing is still happening. She was a part of something much bigger, much, much more. And what I'm saying is, if you want to help, we would be open to it. I mean, we constantly have, uh, well. Things. She was arrested for treason. Was she going against the high tides? And why? Well, I mean, going against is such a vague term. I mean, you, you're, 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 you're a smart twaddle. What, what, what do you think the high tides do? What do you think it is that makes them so much better and worth setting all these rules that everyone else has to follow? That they only really benefit them. There, without rules, there would be chaos in the streets. Well, there has I, to be oh, law and order. Well, no. So, uh, yes, 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 yes. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be rules at all. I'm just saying it's probably been a while since anyone else has had a say in any of those rules. And if one person goes against them, all of a sudden you find them under your axe or, or sword. It's just a giant blade. I've never actually gone to one of your events. I've just heard of them. Um, but look, what have they done for you? You're now out of a job. You got nothing. And they, they made you kill beautiful Dahlia, right? Yeah? So, like, where did that get you? You're, you're, it was my duty. Okay, well, 
how did how did it how if they didn't fire you, would you have gone back in there tomorrow and just killed the next Dahlia? Probably. And you would have slept okay with that. Look, I just I just take that a deep breath. I don't answer. I don't I don't give in to the fact that I'm bothered by killing Dahlia. Look, I I get that transitioning between jobs can be difficult and for someone like you that's been doing it as long as you have I am sure that it's going to be that much harder to try and find something else that you feel you're good at and what I can offer you is something that at least lines up similarly and Dahlia was so I leave one job where I'm just a killing machine and you give me another job where I'm just a killing machine I'm just a tool to you people. Oh no, I, I'm not saying that the only thing you would do here is killing. You think, so when Dahlia was taken, she wasn't killing anybody. There wasn't any murder or anything like that happening at all. And most of these scenarios that are playing out, I would be glad if you didn't have to, you know, hang anyone off your back at all. It's the, simply the threat of it and being able to stand up. In case there is some sort of uh, pushback from uh, some, I don't know, let's say someone like the High Tides, we can maybe hold our own in some way and, and let them know that we're not just going to stand by and let their rule go unquestioned. Hmm. I get it a lot. What is it? Yeah. I, you mean you still are so kind of dancing around my question. I need to know why Dahlia mentioned me in this letter that she's innocent and to look for you. I need to know your plan so I can come up with my own decision on whether or not uh, it should be allowed to be seen through. Well, look, Tanlock, I... Innocent is not something that merely one person can decide it's different for everyone especially in a city like this in places where there are rules that if questioned or pushed against means that one person is guilty we simply are trying to help change and just bend bend the arc in the trajectory the path of which we are heading into one that maybe benefits uh, someone different than the high tides, or at least more people than the high tides. And well, that's what she was doing. She was able to get really close to them, and she was able to give us information, and she was able to do a lot, and as far as last I had heard, she had cared about a lot of the people within that family and was trying to actually help them see the error in their ways. And, well, she got found out. So, if you potentially think that's worth killing over, then maybe she wasn't innocent. Listen, Sid... I'm happy that I was able to find you. And I have to admit that I'm willing to hear you out. 
I turn, I kind of turn my head over my shoulder and I go, Ivan, get us, get Sid and I here something to drink. Or what? We're going to, we're going to be here a while. I'm not your ball winch. I'm not going to grab your shit. I, Luke, just go and grab the drinks, Ivan. Go on now, dwarf. He gets up and walks over to the bar. (laughs) All right, Sid, I want to know what you... I want to know what you and Dahlia were up to. I don't know if you're lying, so I suggest you don't even try. Huh. You just... I, I need to know I can trust you first. I think this is something we can work on over time. How about that? I think we both can agree that we don't trust one another, and that's what's going to keep us in check. Well, this will be an interesting uh, relationship I guess we have here, then. Yeah. And I promise that if I'm going to kill you, I'll at least let you know. (laughs) Well, I appreciate uh, the small kindness. You're welcome. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, I. That was really fun. <laughs> that was fun. I liked it. My my one thing is I didn't want to get into. I didn't want to dive too much into it and solve like, oh, what what happened? What was going on? And like give all of the answers like immediately. And so like again, yeah, this yeah. is just an example of a, of a role play, and, and like it's good to see how. Tenlock could be played and interacted with yeah. other people. I tried to get you to tell me just a little bit more on what you were, because I feel like you were giving you were being too vague. So I tried you to just to bring it in with a little bit more specifics. But yeah, at the end of the day, this had to end with like our moment of role playing had to end with a conversation still going on. There was no way we were gonna have a definitive Tenlock being like, "Yeah, I'm on your side." Well, so in our little that's RP where I, moment. Yeah, I was trying to even just get it to a point where it was like, "Hey, look, you you know where I'm at now. This is where I am." If you like, if you want to come back or do whatever, like, just think on this, like, like, or like, even just the idea of like, oh, we need to see if we can trust each other. Like, I was be like, well, I, I need you to do this then, or I need you to do that. Here's like a mission. Here's like a thing. And like, yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of different ways that could still go. Right. But yeah. Yeah. That was fun. All right. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, that, that's 10 lock, <laughs> the one of many heads. Is that what it was? The barbarian I kept, I kept turtle. The, the one of many heads. I said the one of 10 heads at one point. Did you? I didn't hear that. I don't know. I, I feel like I messed it up. But either way. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any any last thoughts or things you want to add, add into that? No, I really enjoy Tenlock. I think there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of um, good collaboration between the player, the player and the DM to figure out this overarching story. Um, and then just trying to ring him in with a group of adventurers so that they can go out and, and discover and um, be an aide in Tenlock's... Uh, motivation and story yeah and I, I would be intrigued to see how people stick to the lawful good of it right like because I, I think i think there can be a thing that you you as the player can decide here are his rules here are his like you break this sorry that's against the yep. law you break that that's Here's bad. His code yeah and so like yeah and 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 then making sure that you can still function within a group because not everything they're going to do is meet the quote-unquote laws and stuff and i think as the executioner right he probably wasn't told too much about the actual laws that might be broken but just the idea of like good bad and and that was probably skewed yeah that's that's the last thing i'll say on this i feel like yes tenlock is a lawful good character but i do think that he has been very 
um, protected and sheltered by the high tides. Mm -hmm. So his only rule of the law is what he's been told. And like you just said, he might not know specific laws. His thing might just be like, the high tides are good. They tell me that they are. These, and they told me these people are bad. So now he's going to be slowly discovering what's actually good and bad, yeah. in my opinion. And and that doesn't mean he necess- he changes from lawful good. It just means his view of what laws are changes. Changes, yeah. So, and, and, that's, and that's where it's like, again, he still sticks to those with a very strong sense and, of purpose mm-hmm. and honor. Um, but yeah, all right. Is that, is that all you got? That's all I got. All right, well, then we're in the outro now. This is it. All right, this is the end. It's over. Everyone get out. Everyone go home. Uh, but before you do, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on Ten Lock. And, you know, the best way to do that is to email us at rngpcpodcast at gmail.com or on any social media platform like Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. We are at rng underscore pc. If you just look for that, you'll find us on any of those. And, yeah, and we encourage you to let us know your opinions, uh, what you think we got right, what you think we got wrong, what you would have done differently. If these stats are way too broken like I think they are, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, and also, if you use this character, let us know how he feels for you and, like, what you might change or what you try and do and figure out what this person does. Also, I just threw the name Dahlia out there. I don't know. Maybe it's Dahlia. Maybe it's something else. Use whatever you want. I like it. Yeah. Um, but all right, cool. And then art-wise, too, I mean, we kind of gave a description. Also, I found the name of that Ninja Turtle thing. It was uh, t- Tan. Oh, no, I lost it. It's T-O-K-K-A, Taka. Toka? Toka. Toka Taka. I think it's Taka. All right. Those movies are on Netflix, apparently. I might watch them. They were, at least. Well, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, so art for this, if it looks more like that, if it looks more like a member of Guar, which is, for anyone that doesn't know what Guar is, why? How do you not know what Guar is? Look it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, just let us know. Uh, show it, Share some of that art, and we will definitely share it back out into the world. And we're going to actually start, for these episodes, posting art as the cover images for them as well. So we would love to see some people's examples of that to put up for with these episodes yeah um and yeah and then the last thing is we'll be back here next week we will have another character that we will create seemingly out of just elements that we pull from the ether um so if you have any things that you like or think that would make a cool combination send them over to us uh whether via email or any of the social stuff and uh we'll pick the ones we potentially like and we will start building characters based off of that so awesome you got anything else, Nate? I am all set. All right, well. I think that's a wrap, folks. That's it. That's it. So you guys, just remember to keep rolling and uh, keep playing. See you next week. <laughs>